Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You hear it every week, and we do. We always come back. We're back again. It is uh, Tuesday, and I'm not sure what the day is, but uh, I think it's, it's the 14th. Tuesday. Tuesday the 14th. Is it Tuesday? Uh, of August, yes. Uh, or Monday, Monday the 14th. See, Ooh, damn, you fucked me up real Monday quick. the 14th of August Good is God. hot as Derek Lewis's undercarriage right now. At least here in Oregon, and I don't know about how all y'all are doing out there, but we are hot as hell over here. We have literally, Jay, listen to me, we have literally four straight days of over 100 degree weather. Ah, welcome to my hood. insane, bro. We are not California. We are entitled, you know, evergreen Oregonians, guys. Where's the heat coming from? And don't any of you say climate change, damn it. We're <laughs> not going down that road. So, uh, it is it's hot, it's hot as hell right here. Uh, just 102 right now in Fresno. 102, right. that is ridiculous. You know what? It's supposed to get to 109 today. Gee, are you serious? 109 degrees. It's gonna be hotter in Oregon than it is in Fresno. Yeah, that's when you know hell has frozen over and is taking over everything. We're fucked. Right up here. We're fucked. We're done for, folks. We have today begins probably my I'm not even it's not even probably it is in fact my favorite time of year for us in, in doing this podcast because now Jay and I get to dig so deep into the upcoming NFL season the 2023-24 NFL season folks I'm so jacked and amped right now I am ready to talk some football I've been ready to talk some football and today we get to talk some football. But first, let me introduce to you my brother from another mother, holding down in Fresno, where I can't believe it. It is not as hot there as it is here. I'm I feel right dipped somehow. It's unbelievable. Mr. Jason Valdez. Uh, our balls are going to be hot, sweaty for 17 consecutive NFL weeks. <laughs> We're going to be gambling. We're just going to be having fun. It's going to be tomfoolery. If you listen to this show for the football, we appreciate you. Because as as our core listeners know, when Jesse and I started doing over-unders, which is over 10 years ago, podcasting this goddamn show, we made a few rules. Rules are very simple. No pushing. Pushing is for pussies. And you go over, you go under. We are using your favorite gambling websites all merged onto one website, shoutoutthelines.com. We are once again going to be shutting them out all year. They are once again not going to be paying us. I am drinking a rain <laughs> right now, Jesse, because Bang is not paying us. How about that? How dare you, Bang? We've been supporting you for so long. And thelines.com. We've been supporting you and for the longer. Lines. So we're going to start at the bottom. We're going to go all the way up, Jess. Listen, there's a lot of other stuff going on right now. We can talk about the AJ fight. We can talk about last week's UFC. We can talk about Derek Lewis getting a deal for, through Manscaped. Which, by and the way, the boy called it. I said five. I said it, he was going to get a five-fight deal. I believe Jace scoffed at me. Yeah, I'm still scoffing. There's no way he There's no way he fights eight, deal, eight fights, let alone <laughs> five fights. He's got... Four fights left in the fucking All right, Jay, real quick. Over, under, out of the eight fights. Say he completes all all eight fights. Over, under. How many many fights does he win? I'm going to give him three. 
uh, if the over under is 3.5, I'm taking the under because I think two or three feels about right. That's, <laughs> is he really going to fight eight fights? Does that man have eight fights left in his career? And I know he's got this incredible resurgence that we talked a ton about last show. But, I mean, eight fights? Listen, we are, we are once again always going to promote fighters getting paid, get your money, find your, any way to get your coin. It is all about prize fighting, but – Eight fights is unbelievable. All right, Jess, I got them up. I got the, the teams up. I've got all 32 teams. We've decided we're going to bang through these first five or six. The Arizona Cardinals, four and a half, over, under. Uh, under. Jesus, yeah, I feel the same. It's, they're terrible. When you look at their schedule, I wonder if they can even win two or three games. And I feel bad because what happens with Kyler? And I might have pitched this on the show a few weeks ago, but I'm going to pitch it again. If I am Vegas, if I am any team looking to possibly have a quarterback, I still look at Kyler as live bait. He still has some upside. Maybe just a change of scenery will help him. It helps players. It helps quarterbacks. So maybe that's the move for Arizona. But I'm already hearing the conspiracy theories of let Arizona's going to tank and they're going to draft a quarterback, which to me is just fucking unbelievable because Kyler can play. It's not like he cannot play at all. He, he can't play. All right, we spent enough time on the Cardinals. I'm going under. You're going under. Just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who won a Super Bowl or were in a Super Bowl like, like two three years, years ago? ago? Two yeah. Years ago. Across the board, at all of your favorite gambling web- websites, and I'm talking about Caesars, I'm talking about FanDuel, I'm talking about BetMGM, I'm talking about Bet Rivers, I'm talking about all them rivers, all the denials, all of them. Uh, this is a six and a half, Jess. We're gonna have six and a halves for a few of these. Heads up. Uh, ugly. O- over under. I'm taking the under. This team this team looks terrible. They have no real offense. Mike Evans is literally the only thing out there. Leonard Fournette's not been re-signed yet. I don't know if he would actually go who's back to Tampa Bay. Who's throwing uh, ba- Baker-ass Mayfield. I'm sick of putting up with this guy. We have literally built, like, the last three to four years of his career saying, Baker's going to – he's going to pull through. Baker's going to pull through. Baker ain't never pulling through. He's ass on my quarterback of uh, of tier my tier quarterback list. He's ass. I don't. I still don't understand those tiered lists when it has the colors, the color coding. So, on those tiered lists, am I supposed to start at the top and and work my way to the bottom? The top being the elite, and the bottom yes. being. Be, now, being, looking being at yours, Baker, the bottom is, looking is at Baker. yours was like, it, when I look at yours, I'm like, maybe this will be my cheat sheet for how I read these graphs moving forward. Because it's very simple to decipher Baker Mayfield ass, because you made sure to add ass yes. to that part of the chart. So thank you for that. Yeah, we're going under. This one's pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you sell heavy and high. To win a championship, you're going to suffer for a few years. And here's the Bucks suffering. Uh, look Und- at the Rams. Uh, the, the Rams have done kind of the same thing. So. And we'll, t- we'll poke them with a stick here next. The, oh. uh, the Texans. Shout out Justin Von Doom. I'm still listening to his playlist. I, I want to be as optimistic as possible when we talk about the Texans, even though we're probably both going to take the under. But <laughs> over under here, Jess. Uh, under. Uh, and and I I do want to I I want to say one thing I don't think I don't want to put all the blame on C J Stroud that team 
has been struggling uh, from a management position for quite some time. They've had like the, the series of bad lucks with head coaching staff and stuff like that. Uh, I do think that CJ Stroud can potentially be be groomed into a workable starting quarterback in this league. He's got the size. He's got the skill sets. He's just got to have somebody help him learn how to use it. Uh, and, but for the rest of the team, there it. I, there, there's I, there's not many bright spots outside of Damian Pierce. Yeah. Easter Beast still there is the problem, yeah. right? Never, if you don't get rid of Easter Beast, then what are we doing? Under. Can I pitch quickly? Them going over. Defense shows up under a fiery new coach. Uh, that quarterback ends up being really, really good. I don't even know if I, again, I'm being as optimistic as possible. And uh, they're in a bad division. They're better off if they reach out to Justin Von Doom and ask Stop. him to become the new general manager. <laughs> wow, well, you you can't trash it, that coach this quickly. I'm not gonna allow you to. It's just we'll we'll, we'll 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 look into this. We'll look back we, on we this. Can, okay, let's revisit. We can revisit this in six weeks. Yes, Please here we, we'll put do a that. marker down. Yeah, I'm going under. I'm trying to. I'm I'm gonna sell myself on. They're a five win team. I thought what made them great last year and scrappy and fiery was Davis Mills. I felt like we were talking about him every week and now he was keeping them in games. Well, we're subtracting that now. And if we're subtracting that, I, I feel like, okay, now we're looking at a three, four, five win team, rookie coach and rookie uh, QB. Tough. It never ends well. Tough. Speaking of six and a half, Jess, the Los Angeles superstar Rams they traded their future for a Super Bowl. It was win now, and they did win. They're at a six and a half across the board. All your favorite gambling websites, Jess, over under. That that division is just—it's so tough. <laughs> that that division is very tough. The NFC West is very tough, and the Rams—the Rams have done nothing. I—I I, I swear, I'm, I'm going to put this out there right now. My first hot take of the NFL season: Stetson Bennett will take over as starting quarterback by Week Six. Wow, that's a, that's really hot. I just wanted to I just wanted to torch my my first hot take like right. Why did wait? You just lit the fucking fuse and blew the whole blew up. Boom goes the dynamite. I can't wow. help it. I, I told you I was really excited to talk about football. So there we go. Well, you got my nipples hard with that one. All right. All right so you're taking the under, but I'm, you see I'm, a I'm new quarterback. But yes, you see sir. a new quarterback. Okay. Yes, sir. Over under uh, receptions for a Cooper Cup, one hundred and ten. Uh, under, it'll be a slight, slight downtick of a year for Cooper. Yeah, he's coming off of being banged up too. I yeah. still like the over, but God, but if they bring a rookie quarterback in there, I'm assuming they don't. I'm assuming Stafford finishes the season. I think they're going to be in 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 closer games that they lose. They will. Weird division, bad division, where they can end up. Starting, uh, finishing second and still only winning six games. But I'm just looking at it like this. Aaron Donald wasn't happy last year. I don't think he was happy the year before. Uh, he actually has thought about retirement a couple of different times. Yeah, that was uh, a he, weird he, thing to me. He decided to stay. Last year was his worst year statistically of, of his entire NFL career. I think he only had like four or five sacks all season long. He'd been a double-digit sack guy for like the last six, seven years. Uh, down downward spiral for this team. Age is catching up to them. Offensive line is aging. The defensive line is aging. Matthew Stafford 
I lo- I love Matthew Stafford. Don't get me wrong. Like I, yeah, I've been a Stafford okay. backer no, for a long to have time. That hot take, though. But I'm just telling you, man. Like his injury history is so deep. Like if that guy loses a fair. pinky toe, like he's gonna be out for six weeks. You know what I mean? So no, I'm telling fair. you right now. And and again, I'm judging this off of one. You know, half of a preseason game. But Stetson Bennett looked pretty impressive out there. And I could definitely see them saying, you know what, we got to change something. We can't change Aaron Donald. We can't change this guy. We can't. But w- what we can do is change our quarterbacks. Uh, I was in the sauna the other day having a football conversation with a buddy, a coach. And uh, I said Washington Redskins. So I still want everyone to know the spirit of saying Washington Redskins is still alive and well. It's yet to be scalped. The Washington Commanders, six and a half across the board, Jess. We still got two more six and a halves, by the way. Uh, Over, under. Uh, The Washington football team, until they are renamed the Washington Redskins like they rightfully should, I'm taking the over. This is my first over. I believe believe the Washington Redskins are going to surprise some teams and make a slight push toward a playoff spot in the NFC. That's good. Um, a lot of talk about uh, this KC coach over there ruffling feathers. It seems yeah. like there's more more talk about that than what is going on with their offense, what is going on with their defense. Like I, I don't know how to read them. Uh, I don't like what I see on their depth chart, just kind of taking a peek here. And at the end of the day, I think that's going to be a top-heavy division where the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to win a lot of games and a body bottom-heavy division where a team like the Redskins and maybe the Giants don't win a lot of games. But, uh, by the way, Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, and Jake Fromm are, are their quarterbacks are in that lineup. I, I, like, I, I like Howell. And if Howell, for some reason, does – I'm not saying I like Howell a lot. I, I like Howell as much as I like a, a Stetson Bennett – or even a CJ Stroud talking about like coming in and you've been, you know, playing quarterback for these teams. I like Hal because he's a game manager guy. The Washington Redskins don't have an explosive offense. They're going to have to rely heavy on the run game and the short passing game. And that's going to be Hal's bread and butter. I think that he's going to stick and pass, stick and pass. It's going to be short five and outs, seven and outs, three and outs, little screen passes off to, you know, Antonio Gibson and uh, Brian, uh, uh, Brian uh, uh, Wilson, I believe, Jr., uh, the other running back that they got out of there. It's going to be a lot of that type of offense. And the, the big thing on the offensive side of the ball is going to be Jay, uh, Jay Hand Dotson. Uh, I believe that that guy's going to blow up the, in the offense alongside of Terry McLaurin. Can't forget Terry. Scary, scary Terry. Terry, man. Come on, guys. Scary Terry. Scary Terry's going to blow it up. You know he's going to. Yeah, it's got to be who's getting him the ball at the end of the day, in my opinion. That'll be good to see. I'm, I'm interested. Uh, all right. Indianapolis Colts over under six and a half across the board. They're not even getting a six or a, a five. It's just a six and a half across the board. Um, I will preview by saying I hate this team, Jess. Who you, got? you you can Over tell under. that it's super early from the the numbers of the six and a halfs and the seven and a halfs and man, uh, I don't like this team either. I I, I was tweeting out uh, earlier that I think that uh, Anthony Richardson could be a you know a Josh Allen you know two point I think that he's got the size, he's got the arm strength. Uh, you and I were going back and forth about the Kyle Buller thing and how Anthony Richardson, uh, Richardson can throw football 80 yards and Kyle Buller can throw it from his knee 80 yards. And Anthony Richardson's a really talented guy. He's, he's very athletic. But we're yet to see any of that translate into football. Even when he played for the University of Florida, 
The guy only had like a 50% passer rate. It's very low for a quarterback, especially a guy who you would expect to start from week one. I don't like anything about this team. I hate what how Jim Irsay leads this team. And uh, the fact that, uh, you know, they're starting running back Jonathan Taylor once out already is completely crazy to me. This team's going to tank, man. I'm, I'm taking the, a hard under. I mean, pretty much a rookie coach, right? Yeah. And a rookie quarterback. We're doing that thing again. A raw rookie yeah. quarterback. Gardner Minshew in the backup uh, position as well. Yeah, if Jonathan Taylor isn't going to play and you don't have a rookie running back to lean on a sensational uh, – I'm sorry, rookie quarterback to lean on a sensational running back that can touch the ball 20, 25 times and take a ton of pressure on him, uh, that's a problem. Uh, don't love their defense, although they do have some pieces. I still love Buckner. I think Shaquille Leonard is a serviceable defensive ba- uh, defensive linebacker. Uh, their secondary is a little bit beat up too, so I don't know. Yeah. Under this to me, it would not surprise me of all these over unders we're doing and how Jesse was torching the Rams. It would not surprise <laughs> me if the Colts are the worst of all of the teams that we've mentioned here, including the Cardinals. I think the two worst teams in the league are those two teams right now the Colts and the Cardinals. Now, again, maybe Richardson shows up, shakes it up. Maybe he ends up being that explosive playmaker. I hope he is for the Colts' sake. And it seems like they've had a pretty decent eye for quarterbacks in that franchise the last, I don't know, 20 years, give or take. Even with the fill-ins they've had for Luck since Luck came. I know some people... I mean, they did have to go reach out to the 47-year-old. <laughs> and, I know, and, I, and I understand they took some beatings on that, but, hey, listen, they also made some playoffs. So, so hey, Philip Phillip Rivers work. almost beat my Buffalo Bills in a playoff game. Some of that shit worked. Hey, I, still, I still think that was a fantastic playoff game. Looking it was a fantastic Three years game. ago. Yeah, under. So, clearly, I'm under on them. All right. Shout out, Brian. Our boy, B-Black559. B-Brian. The Las Vegas Raiders. And I said it yesterday, so let me go on a quick sidebar tangent right here. Please. The Las Vegas Raiders are much like the Los Angeles Rams or the Los Angeles Chargers. These are not teams that are homegrown like the Pittsburgh Steelers or the give me the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Giants or the Jets or even like the Bengals. These are teams that have moved. And when you're also in the middle of like a tourist type of city like Las Vegas is, you're going to get fly-by-night people showing up to these games that you could really give a shit about football or just kind of there to be there. But you're also going to get a lot of away fans because with the NFL, big uh, teams travel in packs. Their fans travel in packs, especially a team like the San Francisco 49ers. But you're going to see it a lot this year where you see a lot of their home games that are going to look 50-50. You're not going to see them blacked out. You're not going to see them whited out. You're going to see a, a, a sprinkling of red when the Chiefs are there and a sprinkling of orange when the Broncos run up in that bitch. You're going to see it. Well, whoever I'm, I'm not sure whoever else is fucking playing there because I'm looking at their schedule yet, but my point is this, and this will happen when the A's move there as well they're not going to get that hometown support that that the Las Vegas uh, locals even give the Knights, I believe, are the name of that hockey team. 
because that is their team. That is a rooted in Las Vegas team. These other teams are transplants. Just any thoughts on this? No, I, I miss the days of, of the Raiders being in the Coliseum, and and you know what I mean. I miss the days of you know uh, the silver and black attack and. And and uh, that was like that was legacy. That was NFL history. And then, uh, like you you added a couple of the other teams with you know San Diego moving over to Los Angeles and and the Rams moving to St. Louis and then back and like you know some of these teams they move around. You you lose that historical factor of the of the franchise and you don't now you don't know you no longer have you know a green bay packers type situation or like with you my friend the dallas cowboys situation you don't have that type of stuff you still have history of your team if your team moved to you know new mexico and became the new mexico cowboys it would be really weird Yes. You know what I mean? And then you would lose all that historical factor. You you could always go back and watch Aikman and Emmett Smith and, and Michael Irvin win Super Bowls. Not the same. But it's not the same now. And and said, you know, same situation with the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, which to me still sounds super weird. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Just over under on the six and a half. Uh, I don't like the six and a half. I, th- I think this team is going to struggle. Jimmy G uh, is not a mobile quarterback. And although Derek Carr is not considered a mobile a mobile quarterback, he's more mobile than most quarterbacks. He's going to – he gets himself out of a lot of situations. Jimmy G is just going to get dropped a lot. And uh, this, this short passing attack is not what Derek Carr was used in that offense while he was quarterback. Jimmy G is not a long ball, explosive, uh, offensive type quarterback. He's a game manager, a very good one, you know, very good game managing quarterback. But this team was built on explosive plays. Now you have a quarterback who doesn't make explosive plays. I'm taking the under on this. Brian's going to love me because I'm going over on this one. And I don't love it. I really don't, especially in the AFC West, but I I can see them winning eight or nine games, and here's why. I think their defense is going to be stout. I think their defensive front four is going to give people issues. I know, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have some fits in division, right? They'll probably split with the Broncos. They might lose both to Kansas City. They're, they might split with the Judges, but I I think and 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 let me say this. Jimmy G is not Derek Carr, and these fans are going to have a very difficult time getting behind Jimmy G because Derek Carr's style is like a playground quarterback with a high IQ, like an like NFL level IQ. Jimmy G is always going to be a check down guy. Jimmy G was a systematic dude who was incredibly protected by his previous coach who went, we see your deficiencies and we're just going to eliminate those plays out of the playbook. We see what you do well. You have incredible um, skill position players around you. We're going to find what they do well and we're going to put everybody in opportune positions and they may not pop every play, but when they do pop, it works. So that's why Jimmy G did so well in San Francisco, and he's not going to be able to do this in the system. This system's a lot different. He's going to have issues with that second and third read, and when they're not there because this line doesn't hold up, he's going to have some fits. What I'm thinking here is more of Jacobs has a good year slash great year. Hopefully Adams isn't injured and out for a long period of time. And I can see them just win a lot of gritty games like 17, 14, 21, 17, 
they're going to be in those games where they where it's like, oh, they they held the Chargers to twenty points, so they're in the game. Oh, they held Kansas City to seventeen points, so they're in this game. That that's going to be where it comes there because their line is just it's pretty menacing. So you're, put, you're putting I, a lot on that defense, man. I and I also love Marcus Peters. I know he's a, I know he's a little long in the tooth, and usually when you're a defensive back, that's not great. Uh, but I, I, I think they'll be okay. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to be playing for a playoff spot or anything like that, but I like the over. And I think of the bad teams that we've discussed, look, we've done five or six of these, and here's my first over. So I think the eight, nine wins is right where they're going to land. Jess, speaking of eight to nine wins, Bill Belichick's done it pretty much his entire career, but the Vegas Sharks and the Sharps, They've got the New England Patriots at seven and a half. I do see six and a half at one website, but that's ridiculous. We're gonna honor the seven and a half. We're gonna honor the seven and a half, Jesse. Going over or going under? No, I'm taking the over. Bill Belichick always finds a way to to beat out eight to nine wins. Uh, you know, since he's lost the great Tom Brady, even back when he was a younger head coach and didn't have Brady, he was still good enough coach to to coach out six, seven, eight, nine wins. Uh, this team is not good by any means, but I can see the AFC East literally splitting in division games. Like everybody takes a game from everybody. Like it's 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 so close, and I, I think that the AFC East is going to come down to the outside games. Like who wins the most outside games? But inside inside the division, the rivalry is so hot right now. Uh, the addition of Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Two has got some more talent over on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, today, Ezekiel Elliott just signed a one-year, $6 million deal with the New England Patriots. So Zeke, Zeke is now a, a New England Patriot. He's living that Patriot life for Bill Belichick. Uh, having Zeke will take a little bit of pressure off of Mac Jones, allowing Mac Jones to be a little bit more free with where he goes with the football and knowing that he's got a, a, a big, strong stud running back to, to back himself up. And, and they also have a couple of speedy little running backs as well. But outside of, you know, an aging Zeke and uh, the belief in a Bill Belichick system, I, I can see them winning eight, you know, maybe eight games, nine games. God. But I I think so. I I, I want to go nine honestly, but because it's seven and a half, I'll just be simple and say I take the over. I can't believe you said nine, but he's got this guy Belichick. You just can't put anything past him. Man, I look at this offense and it just it stinks to me. I don't it's like topsy turvy, it. man. It really it just they Juju. It's like Juju Smith Schuster and Devontae Parker are the same dudes almost. They're dudes that showed flashes of brilliance when they were twos the every fifth game. Like, I, I just – I don't like either of them. I, I know some people love Stevenson. Hey, Jess, uh, over-under on Zeke staying on that roster, 11 and a half games. You take the over or the under? <laughs> are you saying, like, he's not on the team after this? Or they you... cut him because Bill Belichick will fucking cut his own mother if it'll save him a nickel. No, I'll, I'll take the over. He, he'll stay all year. I take the under. That's a that's wild. Well, listen, we're, we're spitting out hot takes, dog. We're here for hot takes. That is this wild, is rolling. Brother. Let's fucking whip them out. I'm um. Here's me whipping it out again. I'm, I'm going you, under. We got going dick taking out all over the I've place spent, on this podcast right now. Holy I've shit! Spent so many years doing this podcast, putting two coaches over, saying these guys will always go above 500. This guy and fucking Tomlin, and I'm about to turn heel on both of them. 
Oh, holy shit. I'm going under on the Patriots. I think they're the worst team in that division, in a division where the other three teams could win anywhere between 10 to 13 games. This is an under team, and I don't think Belichick's getting fired or anything like that, but I think a reevaluation is going to be coming fucking hot and ready. Uh, I'm going under. Uh, oh. The New York, the New York Football Giants across the board here, just seven and a half over under. I am still stuck on this Belichick. Wow! Listen, you ready oh, hold on, I gotta recoup. I gotta recoup real quick. Deep okay, uh, uh, we got the we got the big man over in New York. We got Saquon Barkley. Uh, has he? I, did he sign a contract yet? He signed he a one still... year deal. Okay, I think, he, I think he got an extra. I think he leased them for right? an extra million. Yep. All right, so he he's making a little bit of money. He's gonna try to play hard this year, stay healthy, and because uh, he's gonna be franchise tagged again at the end of the year. Basically, uh, I, I like the Giants, what they did. Um, it's going to be kind of weird because I feel like uh, uh, I can't remember his name now uh, was the offensive coordinator for Buffalo. I feel like he's just kind of like recreating what they did in Buffalo in New York. He's trying to. And he's got like the same. A matter of fact, he's still he's got a couple of throwaway B- Buffalo Bills wide receivers, including Cole Beasley, who signed with the Giants. He's out there playing with the, with the New York Giants. Uh, he's, you know, uh, a Devin Singletary is a New York giant. So you got Saquon Barkley and, and, and Devin Singletary. It's, it's wild to, you know, it's just, it's, it's wild, but you know what? I like the giants. I love their defense. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I think that the giants that your division is tough. My friend, it's, it's, it's going to be a slaughterhouse and I'm not sure where I want to put the giants in the mix of that. Uh, but I, I'm going to at least give them an over for the seven and a half. I'm going to come off as an extreme Giants hater here. And I've taken the under <laughs> on almost every one of these fucking teams but one. So I can assure you, listener, the overs are going to be coming here across pretty soon. But I, I, I can't see them winning eight games this year. I just can't. And I am in agreement with you that they're in an ultra-tough division. But I think that the Giants and Eagles are going to roll so heavy that the two teams that are going to be part of those victims are going to be the Washington football team and the Giants. I think we're going to be six to eight games into the season, and we're going to be going, wow, they really paid the wrong guy. I think they're going to, we're going to be six to eight games into the season, and unless Waller shows up and does Waller the baller shit, I can't see Darius Slayton or Paris Campbell or Jamison Crowder or Sterling Shepard or Isaiah Hodgins. These guys to me don't intimidate me if they're facing Dallas's defense or any average defensive back. I think they're another average team that's going to be hoping that they can win games 2017. They're not going to win shootouts because Jones is not that good. And again, that New York media is going to be foaming at the mouth when they're <laughs> three and five or some shit like that, and and they and and they'll be echoing the same thing I'm saying. And Daniel and, Jones just got paid a fat ass contract. Hey, to by go the way, be three and five. Quick, yeah. quick, quickly, just just here are here are the Giants' first ten games, and just say win or loss. Okay, go. Okay, um, at home versus Dallas. Lose. At uh at Arizona. Win. At San Francisco. Lose. Versus Seattle. Win. Okay, so right now you got them at two and two. At Miami. Lose. At Buffalo. 
Lose. Now you got them two and four. How much fun are they going to be having on first take? Next game's Washington. They're, so they're at home playing Washington. At home, I'll give them the win. Versus the Giants. They're at home. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Jets. So at it's basically home, a home at game. Home yeah. versus the Jets? It's, yeah, it's a home game for the Jets. Oh, for the Jets. Okay. I'm, I no, lose. they play in the same stadium is my point. Oh, that's right. I see what you're saying. Um, uh, I, I got to lean. I got to lean the Jets. So yeah, me too. Yeah, so now you got two and five. Uh, uh, they're at Las Vegas. So now they're traveling east to west. Uh, that's a tough, that's a tough travel. Uh, I still like them better than the, than the that's Raiders. Fair. So that's I'm going to give them a win. That's fair. T- uh, game 10 at Dallas. No, they, they this, win at this Dallas. Team, this team is going to struggle, Jesse. Yeah. I just gave them the over. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I should have did that. I should have did that to you beforehand. I'm sorry. Um, next team, uh, the Titans over under seven and a half. Who's the damn quarterback? Is it Tannehill? Is it is it Will Levis? Is it Tannehill? Is it? <laughs> it's ta- it's got to be Tannehill. Good lord, man! Like I, I know they they, they also signed uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, which is funny because here here's how when that signing came through, I think I tweeted immediately. Oh well, obviously winning didn't matter to DeAndre or something along those lines, right? Yeah, no, and his, you're he right. Signed this big ass contract. I think it was like a two year deal or something like that for a lot of money. And and it just reminded me of when Randy Moss went there to die. It reminded me of when Julio Jones went there to die. Like now DeAndre Hopkins is going there. And guess what? Death is right around the corner, my friend. Tennessee is a it's 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 all the time is once again rolling it's a, around. It's a cancer to why why do you think AJ Smith when he got a chance to get out and was like, Oh, I'm going to No, you know, that's a very good point. That's a very I, good point. He bounced the fuck out and got out and, and went to a Super Bowl. Like, and, I, I mean, and you remember how last year, how much I kept talking about how that swayed the league and it absolutely killed the Titans when they needed it, when they needed a deep threat for their play action. And it absolutely propelled the Eagles to the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. And what did the Titans get out of it? They got a, They got another tall deep threat type receiver, uh, Trey, 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 Land Banks, Burks, Trey, Burks. Burks. Yeah. You know that. Uh, and what did he do last year? He didn't do shit. He didn't yeah. do shit. And, and yeah. some of it is him being a rookie last year. Some of it is the quarterback play, obviously, but I mean, we've, we've, we've kind of given Tannehill a lot of breaks over his career. Oh, like wow. we, we've, we've sat here, we've talked shit about Jimmy G. We, we obviously, we talked shit about Baker. We, we've gone on a couple of Kirk Cousins runs in the past, some Geno Smith good, runs in the past. You're very These are all the same quarterbacks. Tannehill is in that mix, but yet we keep giving him more credit, I think, than is actually due. They is it, maybe have... he's an overachiever and we see, and we don't, we don't recognize it because he's just overachieving. It could be, and it, don't get me wrong, their their defense is just as mediocre as their offense is right now. I think the their defense. Is, thing, I think their defense is good. Just by the way. only thing I'm looking at right now is the fact that Derrick Henry is still there, and for some reason he wants to be there. I'm not sure why. If I was Derrick, I'd be like, man, when's my contract up? Because I'm I'm ready to go. The division isn't that rough outside of Cincinnati, right? Like so, no, they got Baltimore too, man. That that division is fucked. They're fucked. No, they're in the south. They're in the south. Oh, Jacksonville. So we're looking at Jacksonville. Jacksonville will probably win that division. No, nah, man, I, I can't I can't see him winning eight, nine games. I just can't do it. You're I, just I arm wrestling I'm taking, with it. I'm taking it. the under. I love it. You arm wrestling, arm wrestling with it, and it's fair. But if I told you 
Well, they beat the Texans twice and they beat the Colts twice. There's four wins right there. Uh, I like the over just because I like those four wins right there. Um, I think the addition of Hopkins is going to be a, a bit of a difference. As I mentioned here, you've got to respect Hopkins on a one-on-one. And Tannehill was always great at just throwing it up and letting A.J. Brown get under it. He can do the same thing with DeAndre. Uh, I don't as know long if as he's healthy. And yeah, that's he's a good point. See, we, and that we're doing uh, as long as they stay healthy when we're yes, doing yes. Because with this team in particular, you could do their big three and go. Well, Tannehill is is older and has had injury issues. Well, Henry is older and has had injury issues. Well, DeAndre is older and had injury issues. So. That's fair, but I'm thinking these guys stay on the field. I'm, 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 I'm taking the over just because I can see eight or nine, and I can see we get to the end of the season, and this is the team that ended up giving the Jags fits and ended up going, okay, well, both of these two – we got three games left in the season, and both these teams got about seven, eight wins, and whoever ends up – you know, falling forward is going to be the division winner and ends up in the playoffs. So the, the funny I, thing about the Tennessee Titans is this, they're, they're as old school, like seventies, eighties football team as you can, which I love. Get. And it's, and it's a great coach. They That's why I love to, that defense. Yes. They, they got a no name defense that always they, keeps teams under 17 points. A hundred percent. They got the, the, the no name defense that doesn't have a star, but everybody just plays their role very, very well. They have a very good offensive line that carries Derrick Henry, besides the fact that he's six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds himself. And then all the quarterback has to do is be, you know, semi Don't turn the ball with the football. And and I think that that's where that comes from. All the 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 credit that we end up giving Tannehill is because he is a proficient quarterback. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So I mean. I guess that's where, you know, now that's where we're at with the Tennessee Titans. I still personally would like to say, uh, you know, I don't see this team playing together every game. I think that a player will be injured here or there. If I had to say, uh, if we're saying that they're just going to be healthy for all 17 football games, then I could see them winning eight, nine games, especially in that division. I'm still going to take the under because I just don't, I just don't trust that's fair. the Tennessee Titans. Speaking of teams I don't trust, the Carolina Panthers over under seven and a half. How is this? How is this a real thing? They're over. <laughs> they're over. They're over under. They're over under should be three and a half. Wow. Like, let's be real. Like let's. I, I keep hearing. Yes. I keep hearing because I've been listening to a lot of, of uh, a lot more sports talk with the football season. You know, getting ramped up <clears> and stuff. So. And I hear a lot of people talk about Carolina Panthers are my darling team. Carolina Panthers, they're my darling team. Uh, you got to make sure your five foot seven, 155 pound quarterback stays healthy. Please. He's almost a midget. Like you're going to literally have to keep him healthy. You might have to put him on the shoulders of an offensive lineman and let him take snaps from there. If that can a lot be a of professional jump position. We're going to be seeing a lot of jump passes. So I'm, I'm telling you, like, I like Bryce Young. I liked him in college. I didn't see anything that was super flashy. He was pretty efficient with the football. But when you play in Alabama under Nick Saban, guess what you have? You have three future NFL wide receivers. You have two future NFL running backs. You have an offensive line that will have half of that, that offensive line will be in the NFL. And all of the defense will be in the NFL. You basically play on an NFL caliber football team against a bunch of other collegiate football teams. 
this is not college football. He's going to have a mediocre line, mediocre defense, mediocre running game, mediocre passing game. And he's going to have to be expected to take a lot of pressure off this this team. And I just don't see it happening. I, I'm taking the hard under. Here's a snapshot of a radio call right around week 10 or 11 from the future, Jess. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Andy Dalton putting his helmet on, getting ready to come in. I wonder <laughs> if he's going to be starting the rest of the season, Jim. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That, that was that's, it. That was, that's that was damn it. accurate right there. Um, I mean, Jess, you and I are a little bit differenting on their the opinions. I'm an enormous Thielen guy, lunch pill guy. Shark Jr. showing some flashes. Maybe Mingo ends up being that rookie. Hurst showed some flashes when when he was healthy. Uh, I mean, they they've always done a good job of putting a serviceable serviceable defense on the field. I like Xavier Woods. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go the under. I'm not gonna try and talk myself into it though. I'm I'm in agreement <laughs> with you. I think I can go. Maybe they, uh, you know, stinky division. So maybe they 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 beat up on teams in a stinky division. Like I, I don't know. I'm being optimistic. I I don't. I, I like the I optimism. Know. I love it. They but, could be the, they could be the second best team in that division, but that doesn't equate to going. Here's to here's the hope for Carolina Panther fans. I hope that for Panther fans that you feel the way about the Panthers that Jay and I have felt about the Houston Texans the last couple of years. Though, that's that's I what think. I that's my hope for for the the franchise. Just this, there's a lot of upside when I look at them. There's upside. Like okay, there's definitely to flip upside the coin, to flip the coin, and this happens every year. There's always a team that people look at the same way that I am at looking at a depth chart and going, well, fuck, they got a guy here. They got a guy here. They got a guy here. But just from a Madden perspective, they should be good. But it's, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be good. You got to gel together. You got to play together. And again, it, it's going to come down to what's going on under center. And if, if that kid figures it out and they run the ball a lot because they do have two good running backs, and they minimize his passes, maybe they figure it out. We've seen teams in the South just run the ball a shitload, and they end up winning that division. Maybe they sweep the Falcons and sweep the Bucks, and now there's four wins. But I I don't know. I'm not as high on Atlanta, which we'll be talking about here in a moment neither. But <laughs> but, but any, anyway, uh, yeah, I like the under with the Panthers. We're going long. I sent Jesse a screenshot of like six teams, and I said – Let's not spend a ton of time talking about these. And then we did. We just did. We just did. Uh, the Green Bay Packers over under a seven and a half. Jess, you going over? You going? Uh, we'll we'll make this real quick. I'm taking yeah. the under. I yes. Jordan, the the division is not the greatest division, so they could definitely surprise teams with and get a few more wins. But I'm just taking the safe road, saying on the under. Yeah, I don't trust Jordan Love. I don't. No. I've I have seen some, but not enough. And maybe this is the year where he sprouts like a beautiful flower under the sun, but I don't, I don't see it, and I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, I like the under on the Packers, and I think they're going to have a weird next two transitional years sitting on love and going, nah, we, we're doubling down, we're keeping them for two more years because they paid them. The Chicago Bears, Jess, shout out to our boy Chris W. Powers. This is an interesting one to me. Because I think we could both easily take bait and go, man, did you see Fields this past preseason game? But I, I don't know if either of us will. We'll find out if you will right now. 
seven and a half. The last seven and a half, by the way. You going over? You going under? So you already you caught me off guard with uh, I believe it was the uh, the Giants. I, I took the over, and then we kind of went through their their schedule, and then I was like, oh shit, like. I can't go back because pushes for pussies. I'm not going to go too back. Late. too late. So this time I'm going to do the right thing. I think that the Bears uh, in this division, uh, I mean, you got Minnesota and Green Bay and then Detroit and Chicago. And all those teams outside of Minnesota, Minnesota will win games. But every other team most likely won't. I think that Justin Fields by week three or four is going to take that leap that people have been asking for him to take. He just needs time on the field. He needs to stay healthy. And and I think that the training camp stuff and the preseason game, uh, I'm not really worried about it because this is what I saw in the preseason game. This is how he's going to be. He's going to be a mobile Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to be a mobile game manager. All he has to do is dump his, his passes off to running backs and tight ends and five and out receiver receiver routes. And if he can deliver those passes without causing too many turnovers – then the Bears will be able to, to at least beat up this their division and potentially steal a couple other wins from some other divisions. So I'm going to take the over. Yeah, they have to put fields in those opportunistic positions. This past uh, preseason game was just him throwing short routes or him throwing a screen, and then the guy's just housing it. It was all about yak. It wasn't like he threw a 50-yard uh, bomb on a dime, but I know he's capable of doing that. Uh, it's not like he hit a dude in the seam, you know, 17 yards up the field, right in between the hashes. That's what I don't know if he can do. And I think this is a season where, all right, we know you can do these things, but can you do what brings you to the next level? I'm really still on the fence. The jury is out for me. I see some people already ready to put him in the trash, and I get it because the film tape is there. But I'm, I just wonder – if this is, like you said, Jess, the, the year the leap happens. And I want to be optimistic, but I might be like last row of the optimistic, if you will, on the boat that might be sinking, might possibly be the Titanic, and we just ain't figured it out because we're on the back row still. <laughs> but, uh, but with that said, man, I did the over-under on this because one of my boys is a Bears fan, and I just – I the same way that you couldn't find six wins – with uh, the Titans, I just have a hard time finding seven wins for this Bears team. I, I'm going under. And and the the main thing to focus on with the Bears offense and in for hopes of our boy Chris because we love Chris and we want to see each other's teams do well. They need to let Justin Fields be mobile because he is one of the top five mobile quarterbacks in this league. When he ran last season, when he would just take off, he was almost unstoppable. You just couldn't catch the guy. They need to put him in positions where he can use his skill set appropriately. And if they don't, then the Bears will not – they will They will definitely hit the under. Well, when, you, when you muzzle him, he's going to be a little tentative. And you're not going to see those superstar plays, and you're almost limiting yourself. Exactly. When you take the muzzle off, when you take the leash off, which is what seems like it's going to happen this season, you have to live with the repercussions. You have to live with the, well, fuck, he's nipping at someone. Well, fuck, he bit someone. Well, fuck, he threw three interceptions. Well, fuck, he had that game where he scrambled when he should have thrown. But we we we're living with the decisions now. They they ultimately now have to live with the decisions because we're we're too many years deep in this fucker to continue yeah. to keep doing this. This is this uh, is the year he's got to make the leap. Or if I were the Bears, I'd start thinking about quarterback situation. 
We are now at the Denver Broncos. You know, I kind of loved the Denver Broncos a few weeks ago, and now Bronco I'm, Country. Let's but now, I, but, but now I'm kind of—I don't know if I'm sipping as much of the Kool Aid. But man, when I look at their their, their depth chart, just some, some guys I love here. Just eight and a half over under. Under. Oof. Russell Russell Wilson's quick. done. He's oh. done. Russell Wilson's done. Stick a and fork in him. He's done. We stuck a I, fork in him last year, I, I think. Hot take number two from Jesse. Podcast number one of the NFL season. Two two hot hot takes. Here we go. Number two, Russell Wilson is finished. Cooked. Finished. Finito. He's done. Would you do you run Jared Stidham or they, the Italian stallion Ben DiNucci? They ain't got nobody. They ain't got nobody. <laughs> They're done. They're done. Their their season's done. Their their season their franchise was finished the minute they they made that ridiculous move for Russell Wilson. Start making calls and seeing if uh, who's the kid that I was watching yesterday, Lance. If if you can get Lance, yeah, yeah, this, that's exactly. What you I mean, it's Change not going to happen in reality. It's not going to happen. But if you are looking at it from a from a perspective of a fan, and obviously I'm not a Broncos fan. I'm just a football fan. I'm looking at it from that. If on the Broncos, I'm I'm asking guys. I, I'm reaching out to the Niners. I'm like, hey man, I know that you guys got Brock Purdy, and he seems like he's kind of your guy. What what would it take to snag Trey Lance from you? You know, Kyle Murray. Hey, Arizona. Like, what's going on out over there, man? Like, I know that you guys are kind of rebuilding and stuff. How about we give you some more draft picks and pay some of his salary, and then we you know we bring Kyle over. You start looking for something. It's not going to happen. Anyway. That's not the way the real world works in the NFL. But that's, in my opinion, that's what should be happening. I like the defense. I like the three-four. I like Frank Clark. I like. Alex I like Lincoln. everything about the Broncos except for the I love, quarterback. I love Patrick Sertain. Jerry Judy is Jerry Judy should be a damn superstar right now. This Jerry Judy should be catching 85 passes a year for 1,200 yards and like 10 touchdowns a season. Instead, he's being railroaded because Russell Ooh, Wilson can't find him. Jeez, Louise! Damn, that's getting fucking I feel railroaded. It, I'm feeling it. Ah, I'm, I love it. I love Holy Spirit's it. taking over. Okay, uh, we're gonna see. Holy Spirit! Holy smokes! Can we name this uh, over unders? The Holy Spirit has taken over. That's what it's. That's that's the name of the show. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I'm I'm not taking. I'm not drinking the juice. I'm going under. I don't there like eight and a half. It's just too high. I want to say they're a nine win team, but that feels like a push. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go under. They feel like seven and nine, eight or seven and ten. There you go. It's just that division is gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough. All right, Jess. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings. I've noticed a lot of people are kicking them to the curb. A lot of people are all the way off, and their over under is a solid eight and a half. Jess, we've got a lot of eight and a halves coming up the pike. Heads up. You going over? Or you going under? I, I've got the over. Kirk Cousins is Ooh. like the he. Kirk Cousins is the ultimate regular season quarterback, man. The the guy fucking he's a winner in the regular season. Okay. He throws for five thousand yards a season, forty touchdown passes. He gets to the first round of the playoffs and he he turns into fucking Kyle Murray. Every single year it's happening. Kyle Murray. Kyle Murray, Murray had one playoff game that was horrific because he only played one playoff game. You gotta <laughs> we gotta pick someone else that's easier to pick on. That was terrible. All that right. Was, that was that was that was that was a cheap shot. Arizona fans, I'm sorry. That was a cheap shot. I'm sorry. Uh, with that said, yes, I am in a, I'm in agreement with you. I love the over. I feel like they could be a 10-win team. 
Uh, we'll get into it in a moment here. I don't love the Lions as much as other people do. And I think Minnesota, I'm sorry. And I think Green Bay and Chicago, they could possibly sweep both of those teams or win three of those four. And that right there gets you three wins. Yeah. I like the over. I like the Vikings that I am in once again agreeance with you. Cousins is going to find a way to throw for 5,000 yards. Justin Jefferson is easily going to catch over 115 balls this year. They're going to plug and play those running backs. They're going to have that Addison kid, or what's his name again? I'm not even looking at their uh, depth. Uh, depth oh, yeah, J- Jordan Addison. I forgot. They just got themselves a new wide receiver. They got Madison. They got Addison. They got Jefferson. They got Hawkinson. They got a death row lineup over there. I like the over. I think yeah. they're gonna, I think they're going to beat a lot of teams 27-20. I think I think by the time week 1 turns rolls around the their 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 over under is going to be a lot higher. Here in my opinion is the most surprising team that is this high up Jess. The Atlanta Falcons across the board eight and a half over under. What are people looking at? Like are, what are they because of Bijan Robinson like <laughs> Can someone tell me who this Ritter kid is? Because I know I watched some football last year. I watched him not be a very good Good. quarterback last year. (laughs) And you watch you watch him be below below Mama Mid. Mama Mid. I mean, last year the Falcons had basically the same team, okay, minus a couple additions, and then of course the the rookie running back Bijan Robinson. But the only difference is is, is that Mark, Marcus Mar- uh, Mariota started and then eventually was replaced by Desmond Ritter. And then Ritter got hurt and then Marcus Mariota had to finish the season. So, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Ritter. And in college, I know that people kind of hyped him up a lot, but didn't play for, like, you know, the, the biggest school, didn't play in the yeah. biggest conference, like – this one stinks, Jess. Let's just call yeah, it. It is it's, what it it's is. A, it's under. It's a, it's under. But by far, under. Yeah. This is a five-win team or a six-win team. This is a big under. This, this is like a weird catch-22 from Vegas. Eight, like they're trying to, it's like they're trying to take your they're, money or what something. What they're trying to do is they're trying to be slick and make you think that Ritter's going to be good when he's probably not going to be good. They had, also, they had potentially the best offensive – they, they had one of the best offensive rookies in Kyle Pitts – that that's coming to the league in a long time. They're just and it sucked because he just couldn't get the football because no quarterback could deliver a pass that was catchable. Jess, they're also banking on the theory of Tampa Bay is going to absolutely suck and uh, Carolina is going to absolutely suck. So they're they're banking on you're playing in a division with bad teams. Therefore, there's four or five wins right there. Yeah, I think they, I think that those they teams split with win. the Saints. They split with the Saints. Now you got five wins. But I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't it like stinks. It. it stinks. I don't like it. I don't trust them. I think Bijan is good. But is he win you five, six games good? I got to see it. Dude. Is, is Bijan Robinson, is he the reincarnation of Adrian Peterson? He better be. The, the people are talking about this guy like he's Barry Sanders, Jerome Bettis, and Adrian Peterson all wrapped up into one fucking human being. He like, could be. I mean, he if he be. is, then fantastic for Atlanta. But I, I mean, well, fantastic for a team that runs the ball 30 times a, a game. Nobody does that anymore. They're, so well, we they're going to have to. He, he better get his, his legs under him because he's going to be running the ball a lot. I like, I see how that, that rookie wall game, 12, game 13, when they're really like, man, we need you now. Now we need 30 carries, big dog. Yeah. Uh, his knees are just fucking screaming. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we both, we both, we're both, we're both, we're both, we're both, hammer the under. 
Uh, Seahawks, eight and a half. This, oh, I thought was our last eight and a half, but it is not our last over eight. Our la- it is not our last over and a half, eight and a half, over under eight and a half. That half is not leaving my mouth right now. That rain is, it's got you. flying right now, but I did want to mention, because it's poking out to me right now, that they won Caesars Sportsbook has them at a nine, but every other book has them at an eight and a half. So we're gonna we're gonna respect the eight and a half, Jess. Over under. Uh over. Ooh. I, I actually I am actually looking forward to what the Seattle Seahawks accomplish this, this season. I think that they're gonna be a very tough football team. They're gonna be a tough out for any other football team. They're gonna be very good. Geno Smith got that contract. He's in there. He just set their passing record last year. I think that he's got the locker room's respect. And they, they listen to him and they like him. And that's very important for, uh, from a quarterback standpoint. Uh, you got DK Metcalf. You got that uh, uh, Najigba kid from uh, Ohio State, who I think is going to be an absolute stud in this league. So now you have receivers and playmakers that the that defenses need to watch out for. You also have Kenneth Walker Jr., who yes. I think is, is an absolute baller at a running People back. People love this. This kid is the hot commodity in fantasy yeah. A hundred percent. Everyone's talking about him. I love this offense. And then the defense got better. There was a couple draft picks that remember the, the Seahawks had like a ton of draft picks from the Denver Broncos thing and all that. Like they got a lot of stuff. So uh, they use those draft picks. They use them very, very well. They got really good commodity players. And I, I'm looking forward to this team. I'm taking a high over on this. Yeah, I disagree with you on this one. I'm torn on this one, but I'm going to plant my flag on it now. I, I think it's the under. I think they're a six or a seven win team. I think Ooh, last year, brutal. I think last year they really um, just outplayed. And uh, the word I'm looking for here is overachieved. They were big overachievers. And every year, you know, there's one or two teams that are replaced in the playoffs. This is going to be it. I don't, I don't like the Seahawks. Uh, and I, they're going to be the second best team in their division, but they're still only going to win seven, possibly eight games. But we don't wow. coach here, so I'm going to go under on this one. Absolutely brutal. I know. Listen, someone's got to do it. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Jess, Mike Tomlin, we love them. Don't know what they're doing offensively. They're the last eight and a half, Jess. Over, under, Pittsburgh, eight and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the over. But I'm not saying like 10, 11 wins over. I'm saying like nine. Right there. Okay? Right like at the bar. Right, you know, right at the I, bar. I, I love Mike Tomlin. You love Mike Tomlin. We love Mike Tomlin. I think Kenny Pickett is going to be a very serviceable quarterback. I don't think that he definitely showed some really uh, big flashy plays last season. Uh, their offense, I don't I don't know what they're going to do as far as like wide receivers, playmakers. I know they got that George yeah. Pickens kid and he could be good. Um, I, I think that they went and they drafted a, a tight end as well. Who's like six foot 25 or something and like a hundred million pounds. And he's like the largest human being in the world. Uh, he's supposed to be pretty good. Uh, but like, honestly, like, I don't, I don't really know like who's going to step up. Right. Like it's hard to tell with, with rookies and young, young players like that. And then let's not forget that Kenny Pickett, uh, is is just in his second year, so he's third, still learning. Or is it his third, third year? year? Second year, second I year believe, starting. Started, okay, so in yeah. in the third year is is generally when we want to see a, yeah. a quarterback take that next step. But considering he didn't really play in his rookie season, and I don't think I don't even think he started necessarily in his second season. 
And so he doesn't have a lot of games under him. So he's still learning the game of the NFL right now. He's still trying to get the speed and the dynamics, you know. Uh, I, I, But I'm a huge Tomlin guy. Tomlin will work these guys into condition. Uh, I can see them squeaking by with none. Yeah, I kind of said it earlier. I kind of spoiled it earlier. Um, at the 10 years plus we've done this show, I don't think I've ever picked an under on a Tomlin team. I don't think I've ever picked an under on a Belichick team. But here we are. I look at their roster, and I just have a very difficult time going, this is a team that you could feel that's going to win eight or nine or ten games. Their roster, to be honest with you, it kind of stinks. And I think something you said is very important. What are they doing at receiver? Is Deontay Johnson a true number one? Is Pickens going to have that blow-up year? Is Allen Robinson – are we really still waiting for Allen Robinson the third to wake up? He's still in the NFL. So I, this is my point. I Ooh. And I love Najee Harris, but are we, is he going to be a 300-touch running back? Tomlin will do that to you if you let him. Now, their defense <laughs> is fantastic. It could be a top-five defense in the league. So maybe they win a lot of games like – just kicking field goals and rushing the ball old school Steeler way. But I can't see that happening eight times. This feels like a six, seven win team to me. And the pressure is going to be on Pickett like you would not believe. Cause that rookie year when he stepped in, you know, during big Ben's kind of you know, uh, walk away, you know, retirement year, he looked terrible. And there were moments last year where you went, okay, there's some progression. I, you know, I see the light. I see some upside. And then there were some moments you went, this guy stinks. And I know we did that with Fields some last year, and we made sure to hold Fields accountable. I don't think we held Pickett accountable. We can throw Pickett right next to Tannehill, Tannehits. These are just guys that we're just not holding accountable. But we will this there, year. There we go. Let's say we got it this year. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I love Tomlin. I think he's an elite coach. I, I love the under as well. I think he got it. Folks, this is, this is historic for this podcast. I just want really, you guys really. to understand. You, you guys, unless you've been listening to us for some, for some reason or somehow for all these many years, this has Thank never happened. Jay, Jason has never picked an under on either of these two head coaches, uh, Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin. Ever and we've been doing this for like Jay said earlier, like something like ten years now, like a decade of over. No, it's like, it's probably closer to twelve. I think it's twelve now. I'm telling you, this is this is historic because this has never happened. We're in a completely different ball game in the NFL when Jason Valdez is picking unders on Tomlin and Belichick in the same in the same season. The league's changed. They've wow. gotten older. We've gotten older. We've we've all lost together. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. Are sitting at a nine and a half across the board, just over under. This is a, a surprising team to me because I I don't like I don't like the Deshaun Watson stuff. I think that uh, even when he did play last year, he didn't he st- he didn't look like the guy who almost you know could have been in the MVP running back in his Houston Texan days. Um, the Nick Chubb is the to me the lone bright spot on this offense. Nick Chubb is is a top three running back in this league. Their defense will be good, not great. Their offense will be mediocre to good. Deshaun Watson will have to play out of his mind to get this team in over. Therefore, I'm picking the under. I 
just found out that they cut Kareem Hunt like a week ago. That's enormous. Yeah. They're a big reason that the running game has been so successful is because you're able to give Big Chubb a little bit of relief and bring Hunt in. And fantasy owners of Big Chubb know this because there's a lot of games you go, fuck, I just lost a touchdown or two because this guy Hunt stole a goal line from me. Um, you know, the thing about Deshaun, he just looked disinterested in some games last year. And that would worry me a ton. That's a great point. Because if my quarterback goes down two scores, I want him to go, all right, time for me to really fucking turn this bitch on and not start to just look bored, disheveled, and over it. And I just, I want to get this game over with. Let me just go through the motions here and get this game over with so I go cash my enormous check and go hang out and be rich somewhere else. Um, I like the under on this. I know Cleveland's defense is great. I know they've got a ton of talented players there, but I think it's going to fall on Deshaun, and I think we're going to have those games, and I think a handful of them, where we go, what's he doing out there? He sucks today. He stinks. He turned the ball over four times. He threw two interceptions. He fumbled twice. Um, I like the under, Jess. Yeah, and again, I, I, I just want to reiterate my, my myself. I I don't I'm not saying that the, the Browns are gonna win like three, four, five games. I mean they'll they'll win eight or nine. They just won't get above the nine and a half. I just don't see it happening. I think seven. I think six, seven. I like I like seven or eight, to be honest. That's that's yep. in that range, the seventy eight eight games. The New Orleans Saints and the last team in the NFC South. I see one eight and a half. And that's going to be from our friends at BetMGM. Everybody else has them at a stout, heavy, and nine and a half, Jess. Over, under. Uh, LL's team, right? Yes. Double L's. Shout out, Double L. Nowland Saints. Yes, Uh, Derek Carr looked exactly like Derek Carr of the last four or five seasons. Except in a different uniform, but different players. The only difference is, is that I believe the Saints are widely more talented overall mm-hmm. Both than, sides of the ball. than the Raiders. The Raiders have probably the best wide receiver in the entire league, but the Saints have multiple very good wide receivers. Derek Carr is going to have an outstanding season this year. Will he make those bonehead Derek Carr plays? Of, of course. course. That, that He's a cowboy, guys. He's a cowboy, and cowboys go out there. When when you got a cowboy quarterback, they make mistakes. But because he has so many more options, I feel like there will be less opportunity for mistakes. Derek Carr will do very well. I I like the over for the New Orleans Saints. I think that Derek Carr is going to be re he's going to be invigorated this season. He's going to be ready to rock and roll. And honestly, change of scenery. You said it earlier in the show already. Change of scenery sometimes can make a world of a difference, especially for the quarterback position, because it is such a mentally like draining position. And I think that he will be head clear coming into this season. Did you know that New Orleans backup running back is Jamal with two A's Williams, the guy that scored like 20 touchdowns last year. Yeah. He's, and he's going to get a lot of touches because Alvin Kamara is out for the first three games. So but he, you know what? Good, Again, Jeff. even in preseason, Alvin Kamara looked phenomenal in preseason. Uh, I love the over on this. Yeah. Big FU Derek Carr season coming on top of this team has a great 
possibly top five defense. And what they were missing last year was a quarterback that just wouldn't turn the ball over. They're going to be great with Derek. They're going to be fine. They're going to win a lot of games running the ball 20, 25 times between those two stud-ass running backs and just letting Derek Carr set up play action, which he does fantastic, and be able to scramble scramble around a little bit, extend plays, and, and make plays downfield to those two, to Olave and to Thomas, the speedsters. Uh, I love the over. They're going to win the South. They're going to win 10 or 11 games. Let's go over. Uh, okay. I've got back-to-back AFC East teams now. So now we're really getting to the thick of things here. Jeff. Here we now, go. I'm here we go. If you weren't horned earlier, boy, get ready. Strap it in. The Miami Dolphins are a nine and a half across the board, just over under. Hard over, man. Uh, as hard much as I is is hard as much as I is it hurts me to say if I take the bias out and I just do the podcast as is me right now. The Miami Dolphins are one of one of the top five most talented teams in the league. Wow, they are extremely talented, both sides of the ball. They are jacked and stacked. The it. only issue they have is trying to keep Tua, really long name that I can't pronounce, healthy enough to play every single game. Because last year, they would have gave Buffalo a run for their money in the AFC East, but Tua had all those damn concussions, and I think they lost just about every game that he didn't play. Mm-hmm. So, it's gotta crazy keep, that, to gotta keep him healthy. He might possibly be the biggest what if, if this guy stays healthy, the ceiling's here. If they don't stay healthy, the ceiling's there. That's, I think, I mean, maybe with every quarterback you can say that. And maybe it's because we've seen it with Tua, the proof's in the pudding. We go, yeah, they just can't stick anybody in there. But, man, it really does feel like he he's such a shift. I'm going over, by the way. No, god damn it. I really did. I'm so torn on this one, Jess, especially <laughs> with the next two teams. And I almost feel like I can't do this, but I know where I'm going here. I'm going over slightly because it feels like a 10 or 11 win team to me with Tua. And again, much like what we did with Tennessee earlier, I'm under the assumption that Tua is healthy for 16, 17 games here. I like the over. I like Miami. And Jess, you are right. You saw the proof in the pudding again last year. When you let Vape Bro coach cook with that offense (laughs) and just kind of Literally, again, I'm referencing Madden. Do the Madden thing. He's good, and they are good, and they will fucking score 28 points in one quarter on your ass. I fucking hate myself for liking McDaniels as much as I do. Oh, listen, he's a he's he's a meme guy. He's a vape bro. He is. He's an absolute one thousand percent vape bro. You <laughs> know that he's like in the, the you know guy. that he's in the locker room fucking vaping out. Oh like man, he's not. Day. He's not even waiting to the locker no, room. He's, 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 he's in the oh, fucking yeah, he's, corridor. He's on the sideline. Yeah, million percent. Hey, got Jack, that. Got that big rain jacket over his head. You know. This is a fucking guy. This this is a vape bro coach. He's after a game going to the local brewery. Having a few IPAs, feeling real manly because he's just a bunch around a bunch of alphas all day, hitting that vape and praying one person walks up there to him and goes, "Hey, uh, I got a little reefer in my pocket. If you want to step outside and have a few <laughs> fucking puffskis, got fucking run outside with you and have a fucking oh. few ribskis." Yeah, we both in like his, the in his fucking red and black flannel shirt. 
Just, but just with the fucking glasses, with the trendy <laughs> hipster glasses. <laughs> fucking IPA in one hand, vape in the other. Yeah, I'll take a drag off of that. What do you got in there, sativa? Like, and that's uh, a, that's one hundred percent accurate, right there. So the New York Football Jets, and this to me is the team that I have probably talked about more this preseason in my chat with my boys than any other team that is not local. Uh, they are the nine and a half, Jess. You going over or you going under? Uh, I'm going over. I know it sounds I – just, I, just, uh, I just praise the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think that it's going to be like maybe, you know, it's like a game or half a game of peace in between Buffalo – uh, who I'm picking to win the AFC East, Miami second, and then the Jets, and then of course the 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 Patriots down below. Uh, it, it's going to be like 13, 12, 11, nine, yep. something like that. You know what I mean? I like so. Uh, I, I here's the, my one thing. I, I like the Jets. I like I like the addition of Aaron Rodgers. If I'm a Jets fan, I think that's amazing. He's still got some arm left in him. He's super accurate. One of the most accurate, if not the most accurate, quarterback in NFL history. So he's going to be able to sling the ball and get it to where he's got to go. But I was watching the preseason game where he was kind of like coaching a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he's like, <laughs> I loved it. But then on the other hand, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, what if Aaron doesn't like everything he's seen? And then, you this know. This is the time to do... yell. Well, preseason yeah. is the time to get it out of you. That is the time. Is, preseason is the time where the coaches go, okay, for this quarter, we want to watch these guys. For these quarters, we want to focus on these guys. For these for for this for these drives we're focusing on this does this work does this not work this worked last year will it work this year this did not work at all last year will it work this year so they're just trying a bunch of different shit. I would be intimidated as fuck if I'm like you know third string quarterback getting yelled at by fucking future oh, hall of famer Aaron Rodgers well maybe so. the worst part of it is when you get back in the locker room he's so chill and yeah. so mellow he comes over and slips you a shroom. Yeah, and you're just like, well, fuck, I can't yell at the guy. I'm fucking, I'm seeing colors and fucking rainbows right now. So uh, speaking like... of New York Jets quarterbacks, Zach Wilson played pretty much out of his mind, probably one of the best <laughs> series of, of events in his entire NFL career. I think that he is also another young quarterback that some of these teams should be calling and uh, trying to ask about trades for. One million percent, I agree with you. This is going to happen with this cycle of quarterbacks, and you know, there's always five or six a year, and unfortunately, Geno might be thrown in there this year, even though he had a borderline uh, MVP year last year. Where you just go, yeah, it worked last year, it didn't work this year. Yeah, it it kind of worked last year, and that's why you're the starter this year, but it, it ain't working this year. Like the, these five or six teams, those bottom teams, those seven eight win teams go well we're you know our defense did everything right our running backs did everything right what's what's losing us these close games it's it's our quarterback position where we got to make a move and now easy transition when i looked at the jets uh, season last year they lost i think it was six or seven games by less than a score and i think there was one game in there where it was like nine points but they they lost so many close games, and the difference is not having a quarterback. The difference is they would have a quarterback that would throw for 180 yards and two TDs. There were so many games last year with the Jets where you went, their defense is the best defense in the league. However, their quarterback just can't figure it out. 
so they sucks. So they can be, and then they had was it Mike White? They had somebody else. Oh yeah, Mike White. And Mike he was White's the savior of New York. The best, because Mike White was the one saying that like he's the future Hall of Famer, like he's the best quarterback that, out of his draft class. I I, I love that wasn't guy's there, confidence. Weren't they wearing Mike White shirts? Yeah, on the airplane. Had, he, and he made Mike White shirts for everybody to wear. Bro, you want to talk about dividing a team? I mean, holy fuck! Well, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers ain't having that. Aaron Rodgers not having that. So. I love the Jets this year, and I'm going to be real interested in seeing where they're at around week 12, 13, 14, because if they're rolling and everything's all good, it's going to be all smiles and the kissing babies and all that fun shit. If it's bad and they're 500 or below, boy, is Rogers going to be getting cooked. And boy, especially if he stinks, especially if he has the type of year that he had in Green Bay last year. It's That's not like he had a bad year, though. His stats are down, but they're not – like, you can't they, even begin to compare. The if you put together Aaron Rodgers last year in Denver – or in Green Bay, and then uh, Russell Wilson's first year in Denver, like, you'd be yeah. like, you know, they're two absolutely different quarterbacks. I don't see Aaron Rodgers having a bad year. A down year, maybe, because he doesn't – maybe he doesn't have to throw the ball as much, you know what I mean? Although I do I think that so. he will be because I believe the Jets are going to be a, you know, fly-by-the-seat-of-their-pants type of – of offense. Also, if there's one team that I had to go chips all in with the Dalvin Cook sweepstakes, I still think it's the Jets. And if they can find a way to add Dalvin Cook to that team, they're, they're going to be very, very, very good. If they like- get, if the Jets get Dalvin Cook, I believe that that makes them better than the Miami Dolphins That's and fair. just as good, if not maybe a little bit better than the Buffalo Bills. Uh, what about the what about the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, I guess we'll talk about them right now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we we both like the over. Yes. The Los Angeles Chargers. We're getting these big numbers now, Jess. The next four teams are all nine and a half. Over under nine and a half. Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I, I like the over. Uh, I I really like the Chargers. I I love Justin uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, I think that. Uh, Keenan Allen, again, like if you look at this team and and from your perspective, everyone's healthy, right? Everyone, no one gets hurt. No one misses games. If this team stays healthy, Keenan Allen plays for 17 games. Mike Williams plays for 17 games. The the tight end guy plays. Uh, Eckler plays. Like they all, no one misses games. This is easily a 13 or even a 14 win team. I, I The defense is not as good. It's a little bit aged, but the defense is still good. Joey Bose is still out there. He's still playing football. Crap. You know That's what I mean? Khalil Mack still got a couple good years in him. So the defense is still good. And the offense, I believe, is on the verge of potentially being like one player away from being great. So I've been taking the over. I just can never trust this team. I just can't. I've, I've seen, I feel their track record has always been so bad. And they find a way to lose close games so often. Doesn't matter who the coach is. I just, I just have a very difficult time. I want to say they're a ten-win team. I want to say they're an eleven or a twelve-win team if they stay absolutely healthy. We're doing the what ifs again. Even though we all know Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, it seems like never play at the same time. One is injured, the other's injured. They're both injured. One will start, get injured. The other one will come in. It, 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 I just, I'm going under. 
I think it's a combination of I, I really like Vegas this year to step it up, uh, and and I just I'm, I'm not drinking the Chargers Kool Aid this year. I am going under. I feel like they're going to go eight and nine. The Detroit Lions, Jess, nine and a half over under. Dan Campbell, man, he's Your our boy. bro coach. He's, he's our bro coach, man. He is back. He and if you haven't noticed, he is looking slim and trim and swollen out of control for this season. With the boys, he, he's ready to make a push for the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, uh, the Detroit Lions are in better shape now than they have been in probably the last ten years. They, they, they definitely have a lot of pieces, a lot of really good pieces, a lot of young pieces, but very good pieces to win games with. Jamison Williams is healthy. He's going to play this season. They still have Amon Ross St. Brown, who was one of the leading receivers last season. And you know what? I'm going to – all the baby hands jokes put aside. Yes. Jared Goff is on the verge of an elite quarterback. You can sit there and wow. argue with me all you want to. There's but the hot he, kick. But he, he has made plays in, with every team he's been on. He's made plays. He's gone to Super Bowls. He's done his thing. And he will – he puts up numbers. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And he's just had the unfortunate – and, and he's done his career. He's had three or four different head coaches to have to deal with. And he's still been able to be in that mix of very, very good to almost elite-type quarterback. I love Jared Goff. I think he's going to have a big year this year with all those receivers and running backs that they got. And I'm I'm telling you right now, I think that it goes Minnesota, Detroit, Green Bay, and Chicago in that in that order. So I'm taking the over. You know, I I disagree, and I'm taking the under here. I think Minnesota wins this division with around the 10, 11, 12 wins, and I think the Lions have a little bit of a drop-off from last year. I think that there's a little bit more of a spotlight on them this year. I think they're a little bit more of a targeted team, and I think you're going to be asking Goff to duplicate the year that he had last year which was his best, it was a career year. Uh, I know they got a lot of studs on defense. That Hutchison kid is an absolute fucking monster. I love Jack Campbell as well. But I'm just, I just have a difficult time going chips to the middle here with, with Detroit. I'm taking the under only because I can see them as more of an eight or a nine win team and we don't push. So I'm going under. The Jacksonville Jaguars have one ten, and everything else nine and a half. And after this, Jess, it's going to get real interesting. Uh, so we'll stick at the nine and a half with the Jags over under. What's crazy is wasn't it just like three years ago they only won like one game? Yep. Like, and, and, and now here we are They're in the Trevor, we're here in the Trevor Lawrence era in Jacksonville, and and now you know we're we're. We're trying to decide on an over-under of 10. That's that's insane. Uh, I'm going to shock some people. I'm not as high on Trevor Lawrence. I'm not as, as, as You've high never on been. You've never I, been. We're going to do I, this again all year. Yes, Jay. we're going to do it again all year. Again, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm not as high on T-Law as all these other people. I like what I saw from him, but I still see inaccuracies. I, see, I still see him as being in, in, an above-average quarterback. 
and and unless he takes that big leap and becomes a very good quarterback, I and I just don't see it. The one thing that the Jacksonville Jaguars have is they're they got basically scot free Calvin Ridley. And Calvin really had this stupid, oh, I bet on a fucking game or whatever, and he got suspended for the whole fucking year. Which, by the way, fuck you, NFL, for doing that shit. Come on. How much money do you make on revenue from, from sports betting? Give me a break. Uh, Calvin Ridley was one of the up-and-coming young receivers in this league before that unfortunate incident happened. And I guarantee you that him and, and Trevor Lawrence are going to uh, hook up plenty of times this season. Uh, Ridley's going to have a great year. They still got a couple other receivers that, that they had. Zay Jones had a breakout year, and he's not even a very good receiver. Um, I think that what it's going to come down to is the defense. Do they have any more playmakers on the defense? Uh, I I honestly, I don't want to push. pushes is for pussies, so I'm going to take the over, but I'm not happy about it. This easily feels like an 11-win team to me. Maybe Ugh. I shouldn't say easily. Maybe easily is the wrong word, but – Oh, Jeff, you're nailing it. You're, you're in love. It. You're in love with the flowing hair, man. I mean, I he's a handsome it. young man, but that has nothing to do with. I've been telling you for years, he's good, Ugh. and he had that like seven or eight game stretch last year where he was better than every quarterback at the end of the season, including your boy, including Mahomes, including fucking everybody. He was outstanding last year. I'm trying to pull up all of his numbers, and I can't find them. And so they did. Up. Hey, he did upset Justin Herbert in the playoffs. <laughs> After being down 28 fucking points. Are you kidding me? Hey, here's their here's their lineup, by the way. Here are their wide receivers. Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, and they've also got Evan Ingram at the fucking tight end spot. Yeah, They're he, really he had a good. pretty good season last year, too. Hey, and they've also got Tank Bisbee, uh, Bigsby as their fucking second running back. They're going to be really good, Jess. Their defense is good. They've got the other Josh Allen, Devin Lloyd, Trayvon Walker, Darius Williams. They're going to be all right. This is an 11-win team. I'm going over. Um, I, they're going to get five wins in division anyway by beating up. They'll sweep two bad teams, and they'll split with uh, Tennessee. I like. I, like I, I love this team. I love 11 wins. I don't know how far they'll go in the playoffs, but I'm all in. I'm going 11. My Dallas Cowboys, and I'm going to say it right now, the best defense in the goddamn league, they are all over the place. It is not a surprise to me. The Sharps know people love betting on Dallas before the season starts. I see nine and a half. I MGM loves Dallas. I see ten. I see ten and a half. Woo! So I see more nine and a halfs than I do ten and a halfs. Hey, can we just so stick it at ten? Let's you just park the car at ten. Let's park the car at ten. Let's call it ten. And with that being said, I will gladly take the over. Yeah. The, the, the Dallas Cowboys are a every every year that Dak is healthy and plays, and I know that he gets such he gets shit on so much, and it makes me want to punch Nick Wright right in his face. Oh wow! Besides, he also picks on Josh Allen a lot, so like I would be doing it for both quarterbacks. I would it's punch because Nick he Wright loves Mahomes so much. I it's know like, he, he's, it's up, about he's up Mahomes. He's up Mahomes' pretty bleached butthole, like, as much as he can possibly be. I'm telling you there right now. There are two Nick athletes is... that that guy will defend till the death. It's LeBron and it's fucking uh, Oh, my Mahomes. God. It's, it's Skip Bayless. I, it's Skip Bayless sickening. I saw uh, a video of Mahomes dapping him up and giving him a hug at the I... Super Bowl fucking parade. And Mahomes said, hey, thanks for saying positive shit about me on television. 
Are you fucking kidding me? I almost feel like you shouldn't be allowed to talk about fucking Mahomes after that. It's always going to have an incredible amount of favoritism. It's unbelievable. All right, guys. Oh, you taking the over. I like I like Dak. I like the Cowboys offense. I really love Micah Parsons in that defense. The offensive line is back. Zach Martin just got signed. The Dallas Cowboys are back on track, baby. They're 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 locked and, and jocked and ready to go. So um If I give over. you if I give you the field of Micah Parsons defensive player of the year, who are you taking? Yeah, hundred percent. Over the field. <laughs> I'm I Micah too. Parsons. I, I I'm gonna too. I'm gonna tell you right now, Micah Parsons will have more sacks than Nick or Joey. Or Kayvon Thibodeau, else. or anybody else. He he's going to he's going to lead the too. he's going to lead the NFL in sacks this year. Plus, on top of that, I'm betting he gets at least at least somewhere around 100 tackles. Uh, he's going to be a monster this season. They're going to be leaning on this Deuce Vaughn kid to really produce. And uh, can I let me say this? You still got Pollard? No, yeah, Pollard's a starter this year. Pollard's Pollard and Deuce. Pollard's our guy. It's a it's a weird it's a weird little running back combo because they're both kind of like smaller set running backs, but they got Malik Davis too. Vaughn looks fast. I I think Malik Davis is kind of mama mid, and I think the Deuce will end up taking that second spot because they'll they'll run a little lightning and a little thunder. They need a little they need a little change up. They're gonna have it like Barbarian and Murray back in the day. Um, All right, Um, let me say this about Dak. So first of all, I'm taking the over. Their defense is way too good. It's the best defense in the league. The only defense that might be able to shine a light on, on them is San Francisco, and San Francisco has some in-house problems with Bosa. And and even, but they did add that kid from Philly, so they're going to be really really good. But uh, the thing with Dak is this: there's probably four or five quarterbacks in the league where this is the true tell me year, and I think this is Dak's year. And I think it's beyond the okay, you got paid. I think it's now. You've reached a point in your career where we either go, you've peaked, or no, you could win a Super Bowl. And that's where we're at with him right now. Now, does that mean Super Bowl or bust? Not necessarily. But how many more years are we going to go, well, we had a great defense and he couldn't get it done. Well, we had a great defense, but this happened. Well, this happened. Well, they ran into the 49ers again. Like how... At some point, you got to be able to get over those teams. You got to be able to beat those teams. You got to be able to do it in the playoffs. And Jess, you know this. The reason they lost that game last year in the playoffs, at the end of the day, it comes down to Dak turning the ball over. He turned the ball over, and fucking the rookie did not. And that was the entire difference in that game. Uh, I like the Cowboys, but it is an enormous do it in the playoffs here for them. All right, Jess, let's keep it moving here. I actually love this team. I can see this is my AFC dark horse, the Baltimore Ravens. Anywhere between a 9.5 and a 10.5. So we'll stick our flag back on that 10, Jess. You going over or you going under? I am. I, I love the Baltimore Ravens. As a matter of fact, they're going to be uh, – I, I don't know about dark horse Super Bowl. I mean, it could, they could be in that mix. But they are definitely my pick to win that division over – the beloved Cincinnati Bengals. I think that the, the Lamar is healthy. He's paid. 
that's a difference maker, man. I'm telling you guys, like when you get like, you know, you can kind of be like at your job, right? And you're doing a good job, but you don't feel quite recognized. Then all of a sudden your boss calls you up to the office and says, Hey man, we're giving you this race. We appreciate all your hard work. Guess what? Your ass is gonna be doing ten times the work for the next eight months, nine, you know, nine months to a year. Like you're gonna be killing it because now you feel recognized. Lamar feels recognized. And uh, on top of that, they finally went out and got him some decent offensive weapons. Odell Beckham Jr. is a year and a half removed from his his injury. Uh, I think that the running backs, uh, uh, DK DK Dobbins is is, uh, mm-hmm. is a is a blast. He's a yeah. great great guy to have in the backfield. He can run. He can catch. Um, you still have the second best tight end in the league, Mark Andrews. And I mean that guy, he doesn't drop passes. You could throw it ten feet above his head, and he's gonna find a way to catch it. Like he just, you know, in the defense, always a Harbaugh defense. The defense is always gonna be good under 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 John. It's just the way it is. And so I'm taking the over. And like I said, I think that they beat out the Bengals in this division. The only reason I agree with the Bengals take is because we don't know what's going on with Burrow. And that's going to uh, foreshadow my Bengals over-under pick. But if Burrow's going to be out anywhere between 2, 6, 8, 10, I just got to text Jesse Cook to the Jets. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I just got that text. You were, just, you were just talking about it, too. And then look at that, boom. Look at that. That just came in on my phone. So we, we are our own insiders, folks. We are live. We're doing it fucking live. Um, all right. Yeah, so I, I – one year, eight point six million for Cook. Wow! Wow! That feels, that feels like a fucking deal. God, the Jets are gonna be good. Okay, um, over. Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman, Nelson Aguilar. You're always deep threat. Treadwell always a deep threat. Mark Andrews opens up that middle, and like you said, Dobbins, Gus Edwards when he's healthy. They absolutely love this guy, and maybe we get one last. Uh, little bit of tread left on Melvin Gordon Jr., the third. We shall find out. Uh, I love Roquan Smith as well. Yes. This, this is a hard over. I love the Ravens. And, again, they are my dark horse. They are going to be the team come playoff time where I go, yeah, Jess, but they got Lamar. And I'll just be doing that every week until they lose. Uh, I'm going over. Hammer it. The San Francisco 49ers across the board. Ten and a half, Jess. Over, under. Hard over. The the Niners are going to be uh, – the Niners will be in the NFC Championship game. Ooh. The hot takes don't stop. I love it. So right. I, 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 lo- I love San Francisco. Uh, I, I feel that Brock Purdy is not necessarily your average one-year wonder, your one-year hit wonder guy. I like, I like him. The team likes him. The management likes him. And you know, most important, they don't like Trey Lance as much. No, so I could definitely no, exactly. see Trey Lance not even being on this team come week one, let alone fighting for a starting position. I think Brock Purdy is confident. Uh, he will build off of what happened last season. And the best thing is, is they have all the same pieces. The defense actually got a little bit better. They will yep. eventually work out a contract with Nick Bosa. He's a monster. You cannot let that guy leave. And then they will cruise on through the NFC. So hard over. Here's their front four, Jess. Drake Jackson, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa. Oh, they're gonna get. They're gonna get a thousand sacks. That's a monster. Oh they're gonna God. get a thousand sacks. They they're gonna get a thousand sacks. And over. then don't you, let's not forget they still got Fred Warner, and Fred Warner is probably yeah. the the second or third best middle linebacker in the league. Yes, 
And they still got the. Is he? Where did, did they lose the kid? Who's the defensive back they had last year? Did they lose him? Did he get injured? Maybe he went to another. Oh, Ward. She very yeah, Jimmy Ward. Yep, they're, they're really good. Um, yeah, hard over. I do want to say this. I'm interested in seeing what happens with Purdy this year. A lot of tape on him out there now. A lot of pressure on him out there now. It's a little bit of a different year as opposed to last year. He was just an absolute fucking darling, and it was a great. It was the fucking feel good story of the year that Mister Irrelevant could be starting in a playoff game. It's different now. The pressure is going to be a little bit different. We're we're playing with a little bit of on a different field, if you will. So, over, but it'll be very interesting come playoff time. But again, that defense will they'll win them ten games easily. Uh, the your we got four teams left here, Jess. Let's try and hammer them out. Whoa, your Buffalo Bills. Ten and a half across the board, Jess. Over under. Uh, hard over. Uh, I am a Bills backer, so I'm gonna be biased. But if I'm looking at it from a uh, the other advantage point, then uh, I just think that the Buffalo Bills are a really good football team. Uh, I like that Sean McDermott is calling the defense now. Uh, I I love Leslie Frazier. He did a great job. He led several top five defenses in the last three or four years. But Sean McDermott's whole job and career has been based on the defense. I think that if you just basically you're just splitting the head coaching duties, you're letting uh, uh, Ken Dorsey take over the offense fully, and then you take uh, McDermott. McDermott takes over the defense fully. And the defense in the preseason game, it looks like he's got some wrinkles in that defense. They look a lot more aggressive. Uh, I love some of the rookies that got drafted. Dalton Kincaid, I think, is going to be able to help stretch the field and help Dawson Knox maybe even a little bit with his his catch ratio. Uh, Stephon Diggs is happy again, and Josh Allen is happy again. Uh, you know, uh, Gabe Davis looks to be the part of that, you know, third solid wide receiver. And they have other options that receiver four, five, and six. They don't have to stick with with one or the other guy. They got multiple options. And uh, the the Dalvin Cook signing with New York. Well, guess what? We have his younger brother James, and James can also cook. I, I'm I, he is the, he is the RB one. Uh, I I have all faith in him. And here's what makes me have even more faith in Cook: Latavius, old ass man oh, Murray. My. Rise from your grave. This guy has come. He has just had the most solid and consistent career of possibly any running back ever. Like, I mean, you know, maybe Frank Gore had a better one, but like Latavius Murray is just, he has been a solid contributor everywhere he goes. And then I'm watching preseason and stuff and some training camp stuff, obviously. And from within five yards, that dude can't be stopped at the goal line. You ain't stopping him. If you get that ball within five yards, he's running that bitch in. And that solves our biggest problem from last season, the red zone offense. We were terrible in the red zone last year. So hard over. But last thing, you mentioned Dak having kind of a prove-it year. Yep. I feel the same exact way about five or Josh. six quarterbacks, and he's one of them. I love Josh Allen. Trust me, I love Josh Allen. He's such a community guy. He's such a locker room guy. Everybody on that team loves him. But you know what? They feel the same way about Dak over in Dallas, except management doesn't care about who's friends and who's buddies and who's pals. They care about wins and championships. 
It's all and fun and games, but do it in the playoffs. It's all cute. One million. Do it in the playoffs. One million percent. So I believe that I'm in again. I'm also going to uh, bounce off what Jay said. I don't believe that Buffalo has to go win a Super Bowl this year, but they better make a damn fucking push. I know. I think no. They got, I don't, they, I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust. They've got to but, get at least to the AFC Championship game. At the very least. And I think the problem is if they lose to someone in division in the playoffs, that is going to be looked at as a step back, not a step forward. That's not going to be looked at as progression. That's going to be looked at as regression. That's going to be looked at as, oh, shit, those teams are ahead of us now. And that – would be something that I fear. I am going over as well, but it's the softest over of any of these. I think <laughs> of the three AFC East teams that we've mentioned, but I th- the one that I question the most today is Buffalo. I, I know New, New, the Jets have the defense. I saw it last year. I know Rodgers can do it. I've seen him do it in the playoffs. And I know that now they've got an elite running back. So I, don't, I almost feel like they've just taken the pole position in the AFC East. We just waxed poetically about how great Miami is, how they can score 28 points in the first quarter, and they've got a sneaky defense. The Bills, have, they've never filled the question positions. They still have some question positions at defensive back. They still have some question positions at running back. I, and and I and I'm, it's not even a question of Allen because he truly is a top tier quarterback, but it seems like for them to get over the hump, he has to be elite, elite, elite level. And sometimes that's just asking too much from a guy. Um, I'm a, I'm over, but I'm a soft over right now. Like I said, like I said on my on my quarterback tier, minus the joke about Baker, which isn't really a joke because I believe he's ass. There's only one elite quarterback in the league right now, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Until somebody can knock Mahomes off the, the pedestal or or win a Super Bowl while while Mahomes is still elite, then I can start moving people into the elite category. But there's there's Mahomes and then there's everybody else. I agree. To me, it's the same as the NBA. Um the the way that I use the, that NBA terminology or that NBA what am I looking for here? The comparison, if you will. There's one person that wears the crown, the best player in the league. Right now, it's Jokic. You can't take that away from him. He's won the championship. He's won the MVPs. He has all the fucking hardware. He is the best player in the league. Right now, you got to say that about Mahomes. Until Burrow or Hurts or Dak or Allen or any of these dudes knock him off, there's one elite guy and everybody else on that next tier. Yep. All right, over-unders on the next team here. Speaking of the Bengals, speaking of Joe Burrow, 11 and a half, Jess. I do see one 10 and a half. I mentioned this to you before we started recording. Caesars has taken the Bengals completely off of the board. Very strange. Which, te- which tells me something because if they are taking them off the board, that means they might have some insider information that we are not privy Maybe to. Burrow's calf strain was a little it's bit more than a calf four weeks, Six weeks, eight weeks, and that's why you take them off. Yes, over under. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, I'm going to make my over under as if Joe Burrow was starting week one and played all the way through. Uh, with that being said, uh, if we're if we're setting the bar at, uh, what are we setting it at, 11 or 11 and a half? They're at 11 and a half. All right, if we're setting it at 11 and a half, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go over. Wow! I think God, that they're. God, I think that the Bengals are a 12-win team. Don't get me wrong. I still think that the the Ravens 
win that division. But you're talking a razor-thin margin. Both those two teams split with each other during the regular season. It's going to be a bloodbath, and then they're just going to go and end up beating up every other team. They will have wins in between, uh, but I, I think it's just going to be tough. And, okay. and, and, and if if Joe Burrow don't play yes. for somewhere within three to six yes. weeks, then I'm taking a hard under because they yes. ain't got nobody to back Dude. that guy up. Dude, this is where my pick is coming from, that mentality. Uh, the other 31 teams we've done, we know the certainty of their quarterback. We pretty much know who's starting, who's playing, and who's not. With this one, there's too much uncertainty. Now, I know we're doing this show mid-August, and they've got three more weeks before they before anyone rolls out and starts a real game, but there's just too much uncertainty. And if, if I can get some type of – any type of scratch of knowledge of – He's going to be fine game one. He's going to miss two games. He's going to be fine game one, but this is going to be a lingering injury for the whole season. There's just too much what-ifs there. There's just too much mystery there for me to feel comfortable going, yeah, they're going to fucking win 12 games. I, I can't do it. I'm taking the under. Two teams left, Jess, and they are the two teams that represented their conferences in the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles are at 11 and a half, Jess. You going over or you going under? Uh, I'm, I'm going over. I, I do think the, the Eagles, I think that they somehow got better, especially through the draft, having all those extra draft picks from all those other moves that they've made over the last couple of years. Uh, they got they they got potentially the biggest steal of the defensive uh, side of the ball of the draft, and I think that he drafted pretty well on the offensive side of the ball. They still got all the same guys. Devontae Smith, I believe, is going to take a step up this season. Uh, so he's going to go from, like, good receiver to elite. Now you're going to have uh, A.J. Uh, Brown and Devontae Smith, and I think that they got a couple other guys. The, their running back room is insane. Jalen Hurts will just have to play smart with the football and they will easily win 13, 14 games. I'm sorry, man. I think they win your division, but you know, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I said before the draft, this team has lost so many great players that they have to have a perfect draft for me to even consider them still being good. And then they had a perfect draft. So that happened. Um, I like the over. I think that it's going to be a two team race in that NFC East. However, I do believe the Eagles schedule is a little bit more difficult this year. And I think they'll face a little bit more adversity than they did last year. I can see them at 13 and four, 12 and five. I like the over the last team, Jess. Oh, and, and we can also stick hurts in that, uh, that quarterback carousel of, 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 are, are they as good or great as people want to say they are? Just stick them in there. 1,000%. I'm not ready to crown that guy yet. He, no, he, had, he had one good year. And don't get me wrong, he's been a winner everywhere. But he had one good season where he had literally, like, everybody on his fucking team went to the Pro Bowl. Also, yeah, and then also uh, turned the ball over last year in the biggest yes. moment and basically lost in that game <laughs> uh, at the Super Bowl. All right, speaking of Super Bowl, Super Bowl champions, Les Champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. 11 and a half across the board. All of your favorite uh, gambling websites, thelines.com. Thank you one more time for providing us our over unders. Jess, who you got? Or I'm sorry, popping that bubbly, popping the bubbly, <laughs> a little bit of that bubbly. Oh my gosh, if you want to talk about a team that is not mid, it is in fact the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Uh, Andy Reid, I think we have to throw into that uh, coaching uh, carousel of ours, along with uh, Belichick oh, and Tomlin, because he is just – he's everywhere he goes, he's a winner. He's a winner. Uh, here's my thing. I'm going to take the over, but I'm not going to take a hard over. I, I feel like they'll get 12 wins, 13 maybe, but they are lacking some pieces, some guys left. Some guys went here. Some guys went there. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster. They lost some of these guys that, that Mahomes had to lean on ever since Tyreek Hill left. I guarantee you, Travis Sounds like Kelsey, everybody loves Justin Ross. Kelsey Just is like still, everybody loves the acclaimed. Kelsey's going to get – he's going to be topped out, tied in. But here's the thing. He's going to – he's been having to get leaned on a lot. I mean, if Kelsey, if something was to happen to Kelsey, man, that's that's tragic. I think wow. losing Kelsey at this more at this point in time, losing Travis Kelsey is more important than losing Patrick Mahomes. It's like you're foreshadowing something. So uh, I, I love I I again I'm not taking anything away from the the champs. Uh, they're you know they're they're my ASC pick to go back to the Super Bowl. Um, so I I uh, I got to take the over. But again, I'm not taking. I'm not saying like 14, 15, 16 games. Yeah, like, let's I not agree. get crazy. I agree. I'm talking 12, maybe 13. This year's good. This season's going to be tough. It's gonna, it's gonna really test the the character of Patrick Mahomes. I think you, the listeners, can tell based off of all of our picks here. None of us, none of us are comfortable saying there's a 15 win team or there's going to be a team that goes 16 and one. None of us are comfortable saying that. I do agree with you here, Jess, with pretty much everything you've said. I think Kansas, I would go over, but I would go a little soft over. They're probably 12 and 5, 13 and 4. And that is with a few things going right. One, Mahomes staying upright. Two, them not having that big gap of just they couldn't figure out their offense like they did last year. It was like four or five games where they couldn't do anything or they were just relying so much on Kelsey to squeak out a game or two. Uh, I think they have done a little bit on defense, but they are still lacking on defense. And again, I hear so much about this Ross kid. Maybe he's going to be the kid that steps it up for this valley of no-name receivers. But anytime you have Mahomes, you're always going to be in the mix. I am taking the over, Jess. And we've made it. We've completed 32 teams. I'm going to wait until next week before we do a Super Bowl pick because we've done so much football. I think we want to leave a little bit of meat on the bone just for us to have something to tackle next week. Jess, we are almost an hour into this record, two hours into this recording. But before we get out of here, we did want to hit that UFC. Let's quickly do some pickums starting with, of course, the main card only Cheeto Vera has a fight. He's fighting Pedro Munoz. This is a great fight. Um, Cheeto Vera is a minus 185, Jess. Who you got? But I think that Cheeto's a little bit more on the up. I'm going to take Cheeto Vera in this fight. Uh, great fight for Munoz. If he can win it, would project him, shoot him right into the top five. But very tough fight. And stylistically, I feel like they kind of clash. I like Vera decision. Cody Garbrandt, he's fighting Mario. Don't call me Dave Batista. Ooh, Actually, that? Cody is Cody is not fighting. Cody is out, out of this fight. Yes, Cody Garbrandt is out of happen? this fight. It happened uh, either uh, late last night. I think it was late last night. There was a, a report something happened. He's not going to fight. So they were looking for, for replacements. Fight? 
Uh, they're looking for a replacement for Mario Batista hey, uh, as of right as of right now. I don't think that they have one. Let's go. Neil Magny versus Ia, Ian Machado. Gary, Ooh, the Ian. pride of Ireland. Jess, quick turnaround for Gary, who had a quick turnaround that was canceled. This is fun, Jess. No odds on this fight. Ah, weird. Who's that? Uh, let's see here. Uh, ESP uh, minus four thirty-five for Gary. Oh, really? Pretty big favorite. I like Ian Gary. Uh, Neil Magny is a perfect fight for Gary at this point in time in his career because Neil Magny is uh, he's he's not necessarily gatekeeper. He's a little bit better than gatekeeper, but because he's in that that gatekeeper esque situation, it's a tremendous fight for Gary. Magny's gonna he's got some wrestling. He's got a little bit of jujitsu. He's got a little bit of striking. He can do everything. He's gonna test Gary. This is gonna be one of Gary's hardest. Uh, fights uh, to date in the UFC. Uh, I believe that Gary's striking is what's going to be the difference maker. He's going to outstrike him, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go TKO third round late in the fight. TKO on on a win for Ian Gary. Yeah, this is a great fight. Like you said, Jess, incredible measuring stick for Gary. Uh, I don't know if he can get Magni out of there. If he can, that would be an incredible accomplishment. Real, really, something there to stick on the, the wall, if you will, of accomplishments. Uh, I like Gary in a decision. I think he'll win two, possibly three rounds. Magni is going to give him some fits just because of the veteran experience. Plus, it, it, he's not just going to be looking for an out like some of these guys. Gary's fighting. He's different level of competition. Co-main event, Jess, Zang Willie, Amanda Lemos. I have no odds, so if you have odds, please give them to me. Who you got? Uh, it looks like, uh, it looks like uh, Wheelie is uh, uh, minus – Oh, she's, wow, she's I, I thought it would be yeah. way higher than that. They're giving Amanda I, a shitload of respect. Amanda Lemos is a beast. Uh, if you had, didn't her. watch her last fight, she actually tore the face off of her opponent. Like, I mean, she is mm-hmm. a tough, tough competitor. She's got uh, yes. That's what makes this fight so special because every fight uh, Wheelie's been in, we've seen her in these firefights, and this fight is going to be different. Like, two of the, the, both these uh, women are going to beat the absolute hell out of each other. And I feel it's going to come down to a decision. I think Wheelie is going to get the, the the nod, but it'll be slight. I'm actually going to call it a split decision win for Zhang. This is such a tough fight, and uh, I agree with you. However, I, we're, we're split is I think Zhang could finish Lemos because Zhang is an absolute killer. And at some point in that in those championship rounds, I can see her breaking Lemos. Uh, I like Zhang via submission round four. Woo. Main event, Aljamain Sterling, Sean O'Malley. I fucking love this fight, Jess. And I'm going to be honest with you. As I make this pick, I am torn. I am 50-50 on this fight. Uh, this is a coin flip. Who you got? Uh, this is uh, this is everything Sean O'Malley's been waiting for. Everything is... Uh... Uh, there's been a couple setbacks here and there, but he's here and he's now. Uh, Bantamweight championship on the line. Aljamain Sterling has become... I, he, honestly, I don't know how I didn't know this guy was so... I mean, he just kind of, like, appeared See, and you was were just a picking, superhero. You just kept picking against him was the problem. You were always picking Volk. You were yeah, always yeah. picking... You were just always picking against him. Uh, uh, amazing competitor. He's only lost three fights in his career. 
competitors. Like they've been in championship fights and basically they just lost. Uh, well, he's the champion now. And uh, I'm going to tell you, I don't think it's going to be as 50 50. Not for me. I think Alzheimer Sterling uh, finishes the fight. I think he finishes it Ooh. in the first round. Uh, I think wild. that. Uh, I, I I'm going I'm going nuts today, folks. Uh, even with the fight night stuff, I'm going a little bit. He's going to take him down. Uh, Sean O'Malley does not do well off his back. I think that Sterling will look for a choke. He will take O'Malley naked by the end of first. I think Sterling big brothers them, much like you're saying. A lot of grappling, a lot of grapple fucking, and a lot of bumping him up against the cage and just wearing him out and exhausting him taking him out of his comfort zone. It's not going to be a phone booth fight. It's going to be a grappling fight. He is not going to allow Sean to sit on the outside and throw those kicks and throw those straight punches. He is going to be up in his shit, and he's going to make this an ugly, gritty, drag-him-through-the-mud type of fight. And if Sean can survive that and continue to get up for five rounds, well, by golly, we might have a fucking real one, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I agree with you, Jess. I think that Sterling does break O'Malley. However, I do think it takes a little bit more than one round. I think Sterling stops him sometime in the third, possibly fourth. O'Malley's going to make a decision, make a mistake because he's tired from all the grappling and the overextending himself, and Sterling's going to catch him in a choke, and that's going to be the finish. Here's here's my thing. I think the difference that I've seen with Aljamain Sterling is this. He's just he's become so high ring IQ, high cage IQ, I guess. His it just his smarts inside that cage have just blossomed before our eyes. We've seen him go from like a scrappy competitor who's, you know, not necessarily great at anything to this guy who just understands how to cut the ring off, you know, how to strike with a striker, how to wrestle with a wrestler, how to grapple with a grappler. Like his his cage IQ has just grown so immensely over the past couple of years. Like I think to me that's the biggest change with Sterling. And O'Malley, people will sit there and, and you know, his haters will be like, oh, well, all he does is dye his hair stupid colors and smoke weed and shit like that. But the, here's the thing. When you're as talented and athletic as he is, you can get away with doing that kind of stuff because when it comes to fight night, he's going to be ready and prepared. I just think that Sterling's IQ is going to be the difference maker in this fight. Jess, we've done it. Hit the obligatory plugs. Shout out the boy. Folks, thanks for listening and hanging in. I hope, I think the more of you will listen because it's a lot of football. All 32 teams over unders talk about their quarterbacks, talk about their situations. We did it all, including the next UFC pay per view uh, headlined by the Bantamweight Championship between Sean O'Malley and Algerine Sterling. Uh, thank you to everybody who listens. Shout out to all of our Twitter followers. Follow Jason at Valdez, spelled backwards, 559. Follow me at JTT81 and the show at Team Toss 21. And as always, please follow the people, the good folks over at Variety Sports Network who do so well at supporting the show. We love you guys. All the fantastic shows. Go check out their YouTube channel and please subscribe to that as well where you can get more sports content than you can even use so much. Go follow them on YouTube at Variety Sports and follow them at Variety underscore sports underscore. Folks, that's it for us. Enjoy the week. Have fun. Peace, guys.